My name is Mark. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Um, before everything, we're going to bring up our guy who wears two hats, my dear friend Joseph. He's going to come up and tell us a joke. That's how we start. With the fresca in hand, everyone. Fresca. It's refreshing. All right. No. This is not sponsored by Fresca. We are not supported by outside companies. This is Alcoholics Anonymous. All right. Anyway, how you doing, everyone? Happy to be here. I am uh, Two Hat Joey, and I am wearing the jokester hat right now. And so I've got a nice um, St. Patrick's Day joke for everyone. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) All right. An Irishman walks into a bar in New York City and orders three pints of beer. He drinks each one in turn and walks out. The next night, he returns and orders three pints of beer, and then again the next night. The bartender offers to serve them consecutively so they won't go flat. But the Irishman explains, I'd rather see them all lined up before me. I left two brothers behind in Ireland, and since we used to meet up at the pub every night and have a pint together, I feel closer to them when I come drink my pint and there too. This goes on for a year. Then one night, the Irishman fails to come in. The regulars are concerned. And then saddened when he returns to a few nights, he returns a few nights later and orders only two pints of beer. When the bartender serves him, he says, I see you didn't order a beer for one of your other brothers. 
My condolences on your loss. My brothers are still alive, the Irishman says. I didn't order my own beer. My, my, my wife made me promise to give up drinking. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was good, <laughs> Thank you, Joey. That was a pleasure as always. Joey will be back later for, with his second hat. So, welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group Thursday night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. We had our joke. I'm a recovered alcoholic again. My name is Mark. Thanks for joining us tonight. In a minute, we're going to start our two minute meditation with or without music. I'm not sure yet. So, please take a moment to get situated. Please turn off all devices that make noise that may and will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away. Ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. If everybody's ready, we're going to have our meditation. everybody will. Um, we're going to read the fog light prayer, and if you don't know it, just follow my lead. So, God, let your love shine through me like a fog light, so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. 
I've asked my dear friend, who I've just met, Evan, to come up here and read the spiritual experience, Appendix 2 out of the big book. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what it, one is. So Evan's going to come up and read this for you. My name is Evan. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Yes. The term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which, upon careful reading, shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that the personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they pre presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of a spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most empathetically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one needs have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments and cannot, which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance— that principle is a contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Thank you, Evan. All right, so during the meeting, please refrain from disturbing others by talking, getting back up, going to the bathroom. Um, this is a tech-free meeting if you're at home on Zoom. Um, try not to be on the treadmill. Try not to be eating. Try not to be baking cookies. Um, we, we've seen just about everything. So just try to focus. You know, I mean, if, if picture you were up here, you would want the same respect as you're going to give these two women. So um, try to limit distractions. As I already mentioned, it's a tech-free meeting. Um, put your phones on airplane mode. Turn them off. Yeah, so now I'm going to introduce the girls. They're here. They're back for their 10th week. Um, these things go by really quick. I feel like they just started, and, and the fact that we're on our 10th our session already, um, you know, I have the pleasure to chair the meeting for the last three weeks, and um, it's been a great ride. Normally, we only have one person speak. We've had dual speakers this time, and it's worked out great, and it's, it's been, you know, it's 
been great, and we're going <laughs> to And more greatness is going to come tonight, so they're gonna, I'm going to leave it to them, and I will be back after their session. So here's Missy and Marlene for their 10th session. Thank you. Ooh, thank you. Wow. Well, I, it, it feels like springtime. Spring is upon us. Yeah. And it, we went from the dead of winter to the bud of spring. And it's just a beautiful transition in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. That we get to be here. And when he was talking about us being speakers, I feel like we're sharers. Yeah. You know, that like we that. share um, our conversation in recovery. That's what it's uh, like for us. And when Claude and I were out this week, we were listening to a speaker say that um, they used to have an old way of uh, calling sponsors, uh, sharing sharing mm. partners. And that's how I feel with Marlene. Like, we share this experience on so many levels. So, again, hi, family. My name is Isabel. I am a recovered alcoholic. Hey, <laughs> I'm Marlene. I'm an alcoholic. Feels really good to say tonight that I'm a recovered alcoholic. Not that it isn't always, but I feel like tonight brings us to that point where it's nice to be recovered and to really clarify, I don't mean cured, but recovered when we do all of this. Mm -hmm. And what a journey, what a journey it has been. My sobriety date's October 19th, 2000. And mine is September 12th, 2006. So we're neck and neck. (laughs) And we're chopping wood and carrying water Mm -hmm. and doing what we need to do to stay and remain as recovered alcoholics in this room and outside of this room and everywhere we go. So, Marlene, you know, we always begin with what our experience Mm -hmm. has been with the particular step that we're on. So tonight... You know, having had a spiritual awakening. That's the result of these steps. We're trying. We try to carry (laughs) this message. And what's the message? That I have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. That's my message. Um, Yeah. So step 12 for me, um, obviously the first part was that spiritual awakening. Um, Walking into my first meeting was a spiritual awakening. I like I immediately felt like I found my people. Um but I at the time I don't think I had this god consciousness. Um I was still self-will run riot. I had just given up my drinking, nothing else, you know, everything was in complete disarray and my my personal life was it was crazy. Um but it was a beginning and it was, you know, uh the start of my journey. Um you know, the spiritual awakening has obviously evolved over the years and um i am awake today Uh, i'm awake for all the good and the bad and everything in between and i and i have these tools that allow me to cope with you know whatever comes my way and a lot has happened in 15 years a lot's Mm -hmm. happened for you as well and i i you know there's someone in the rooms that that's gone through what i'm going through no matter what it's just that's been my experience and that's comforting to know that I have a place to go with people that understand me and a solution, a design for living. So, you know, step 12, I can't say when I really did step 12 until I'd read it with my sponsor probably in that first year. And um, I didn't really start to carry the message in the traditional sense of sponsorship for probably a little over a year. She was like, you're too sick. (laughs) 
What are you going to spread? You're just going to spread your illness. So no, you can't sponsor anyone. I don't even want you sharing your story. And you know, um, it was humbling, but she was right. I, I wasn't in a position to share my story or to sponsor anyone, but I would show up to the meetings and I would help set up and I would, um, that was a form of service and that was a form of carrying the message as well. Um, you know, talking to newcomers and saying, you know, I got 30 days, I got 90 days. And then uh, over time, it is, it is what keeps me anchored is, is being of service. And I like um, what you shared about sharing because I think that the longer I stay sober and the more sponsoring sponsoring I do, the less it is this, the less I feel there's a hierarchy. I don't really right. like that. And, um, because it's just another way my ego wants to like, oh, look at me. You know, we've <laughs> talked about it. Like the two bozos on the bus. Yeah. Right. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's remember what we are here. Yeah. So, um, I love that it's a journey and I certainly feel like I get more out of the girls that I have the privilege of taking through the steps, then maybe I help them, but it's, it's what we do. And, uh, and, and I get a, a freedom from it. I get a new way of life. Um, and it's, like I say, it's a self-cleaning oven. It allows me to stay sober by staying in the middle and, and constantly having my hand out to newcomers and taking girls through the steps and through other, uh, other AA literature. Because once we're done with the big book, I mean the 12 and 12 and the traditions, we read other books. We just keep reading and searching and seeking, um, and and the spiritual awakening evolves. So, but this is my favorite step, hands down, yeah. because it kind of captures it all. I've had a spiritual awakening, um, I've recovered, and now I have a primary purpose, which is to carry the message. You know, not the mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, and I get a daily reprieve when I do that. So that's my experience with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that we <clears throat> have been sharing for a long time this message and all that goes with it. But it is interesting, you know, having had a spiritual awakening, because when I think of that, I did not have the white light experience, the Bill no, Wilson, I... you know, ah. Um, but I do know that I was told immediately what to do to start praying. Mm-hmm. And so again, my experience with step 12 was almost immediate right. because I came in and went to stagecoach, ragecoach, shootout group. And they were like, you better hit your knees, Missy, and you better start praying. You better, Beg. you better start begging. <laughs> so I did that. And believe it or not, I started, I stayed sober. I've been staying sober. Uh, 20 years later, I'm staying sober. And I started hitting my knees. And so if that was my spiritual experience and, you know, I'm schooled, I am CIA, Catholic, Irish, alcoholic. (laughs) So I went to Catholic school all my life. I know an arsenal of prayers, blah, blah. And then here all of a sudden they're like, well, you better hit your knees and really beg. And that has worked ever since. And then they gave me a job. You know, you better start giving Judy a ride to the meeting, mm-hmm. pick her up. She lives in your neighborhood. I was like, oh, my God, she's a nut job. <laughs> they were like, we know, we know, we know, Missy, but that's mm-hmm. your responsibility. So I started picking up Judy and taking her to the meeting. And I am mother-loving. Jade, you get to meet a lot of interesting oh, people yeah, for we're the rides, you know, to the meetings. And uh, I started to pitch in, you know, we were still smoking in the meetings. I was cleaning ashtrays, uh, vacuuming floors. I had all these little jobs. Mm-hmm. I noticed people love to give me jobs. Thank God. Thank yeah. God, Evan. Thank God you're here tonight. Mike's yeah. going to get this guy working. <laughs> um, and I, when I came here to Florida at Victory, 
I, I had some crazy mother lover groups. You too. And uh, the Pat used to say, Pat, the beloved Pat, used to always say, service keeps you sober. Oh, Patsy. And, yeah, Patsy used to say, service keeps you sober. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, I wonder why she always says that. And I became a coffee maker. And I still didn't know what I was doing either. And they would say, but you're saying so sober right. and you're doing <laughs> service. And I was like, all right. So I kept doing what they told me. Ham gave me the greeter job. Didn't want that job. Didn't really want any of the jobs. <laughs> when I went to Good Morning Ocean City, they handed me a trash bag full of crap inside, all this paperwork. I became the GSR with like 10 days sober. Mm. I went to the GSR meeting. I, saw, I was a newcomer, and you know, I found out how to do that. I was like, group service rep, mm -hmm. you got to be kidding me. I started getting jobs in AA, and I kept showing up. So thank God, because at that time, this is something that I want to clarify. I wasn't going through the book, mm -hmm. and thank God I had something to do, mm -hmm. because otherwise, uh, left to my own devices, I would have drank for sure. And I'm really grateful that I had a lot of service. I saw people doing all this work. And I was like, I can do that. I can do that. Um, they wouldn't let me chair until I had 90 days. They let me chair, I think, at 89. 89 <laughs> days. They were counting the minutes until <laughs> I had 90 days. And then I was able to chair the meeting. And little by slowly, I started to do the work. And I love, you know, again, Marlene, when we go into this literature and, you know, we have this spiritual awakening, and whatever, however it is for each and every person, however you define it, whether it's just walking into the room and saying, man, I'm having a, I'm having an away, I'm having an experience here, mm. or just by hitting your knees, praying or whatever it is that gets you into this God consciousness, you know, it is a calling. Mm. And we like to talk about having a purpose and a plan because God has given us this job and it's like, it, it tells us everything that I ask myself, these questions it's like, why do I do this? Why am I doing this work? Because I have a new sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. I now feel like I belong, like I fit in, like, man, finally, I'm schooled. I am educated. And yet I was the stupidest person in the world the way I was living. Mm -hmm. I was dying. And now I feel like, my God, if only I knew this sooner, mm -hmm. you know, this God consciousness, this uh, awakening and... You know, feeling like it, it's kind of like this. I, the only way for me to do it is it's like, <laughs> you know, somebody giving you the tap, tap. You're in. You know, like if you're if you're in the game, you're like, you're in. It's like, <laughs> I'm in. I just got tapped in. <laughs> or however you guys saw, say it. I know there's something like that, right? Some sort of language that you use. <laughs> some sort of language when you get tapped in or you get tapped out. <laughs> so you get tapped in and it's like, whoa, I didn't think I could do this. But I'd like to know that when we do this and I say, we say we're recovered alcoholics, it's almost like we're becoming experts on something we didn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing about staying sober. Like Marlene said, her sponsor said, well, what do you have? You're spreading your, you're spreading your disease. You're spreading your illness. And it was like, they had me chopping. Mm -hmm. They had me working. You know, you better show up. Here's your trash bag. You better go for it, girl. I became the grapevine. Uh, man, I took on jobs. I had no idea. But I was mouthy. Thank God. No. I was mouthy. No. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and so I had a lot to say. And I felt like I had a lot to do. 
And once you know better, you do better, right? Yeah. Once you know better, I don't drink under any and all circumstances. Because when I came back after that relapse in, with the Pope, they were <laughs> like, you know, whoa, what happened to you? Why? And it was like, it was really time for me to figure it out. And then, of course, when Murph, Joe Murphy, ex-Philly cop, took me through the book, and I finally caught on, it was like, man, again, this girl is on fire. I was ready. I came back to victory, raised my hand. I'm doing step work. Yeah. And Marlene was part of it. I was like, come on, let's go to Barnes & Noble or whatever it was called, Borders Bookstore. Borders on the water. Yeah, Borders on the water. I mean, we... And, you know, talk about the joy of this. Like, we started to really have fun. It's fun and it's free. Yeah. It's fun. Chuck C's big on that. It's fun and it's free. And it's like, wow, it really is fun. And it really is free. Mm-hmm. So it was like, this, this is taking on a new meaning mm-hmm. in our lives all these years. It's like, when you stay in the thick of it, it's like, how many... How many spiritual experiences? Mm. Millions. Right. It just keeps going on and on and on. Especially when you keep finding God in the middle Mm. and keep looking for God and keep seeking God in all of this. It's like, whoa. And I like what it says about, you know, following the directions of what we do. You know, making sure that we have all the ingredients. Mm -hmm. The recipe. Yep, the recipe. And so for the ingredients, what do we need to have, Marlene? Open-mindedness, honesty, and willingness, first and foremost. Yep. That's, that's the bare beginning. Yep. Um, and then, you know, sponsorship, prayer, meditation, meetings, service. I, need, I needed all of it. Yep. And that sponsorship is so important. Mm-hmm. And having this book... And being, I remember in the beginning, Claude and I were talking about this, and there's so many different ways we can do it, right? But when you find a good way to do it, that's a good way to do it. You know, like you found the pot of gold. Ah, you found a pot of gold, did you? (laughs) But when you find a pot of gold, it just feels like you're seeing rainbows Mm -hmm. and unicorns and Mm -hmm. purple lollipops. And it's like... And that's what we've been doing for Mm -hmm. many, many years now is finding this pot of gold and making sure that we know what's in the gold and what we have to do to bring about the gold in the book. Got to give it away. Right. We got to give it here. Here's the book. Keep mine in it. Right. And I don't want to say here, you just read the book and get back to Mm -hmm. me because I used to hear that a lot here. Tell me what you think. And I was like. You know, this is like reading Japanese. Yeah, you need somebody to take you through it. My sponsor didn't read it with me either. Yeah, I mean, that was the old, that's what, and it was like, what? But, you know, different ways, different strokes for different folks. But I like being guided and directed so that I can translate the Japanese Mm -hmm. to, you know, especially like today. We, we go to a meeting. We're reading the doctor's opinion. You start oh, yeah. hearing about frothy appeal. You keep hearing about depth and weight. You keep hearing about allergic reaction. That's like, hang on, hang on, hang on, talks like that? In AA, we talk yeah. like that. And then you have to find out what does that <laughs> I know it sounds weird. I'm not mocking anybody. I'm mocking myself because that's how it sounds to me as a newcomer. What do I know from nothing? Yeah. But when somebody says, you, you know, frothy... 
that means nothing. Somebody saying, yeah, 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 you're all right. And then somebody saying, depth and weight. It's like, whoa, what's that? I got an allergic reaction. Yeah, drink one beer. See what happens, missy. It's like, can't stop. Mm. So I have, to, I have to have somebody remind me of what I'm doing yeah. and what I'm not doing. So it's like it works both ways. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, when we go through and we meet a newcomer, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, how do we know if they really want what we have? You how qualify them. Right. Yeah. And how do you do that? I usually sit down with them and find out about their history. You know, if, if it's predominantly drugs and not alcohol, I usually kind of help them find someone that's more suitable so that they can relate. Um, but I mean, I would never not help someone. Right. Um, but qualifying them also entails, are you willing to go to any lengths? Like my first sponsor said, you willing to push a pencil across the road with your nose? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I will. So please don't make me do that. But yeah, I was I was willing to do whatever she said because I was just desperate. But so she qualified me. She'd call me every day. And then we'll get together in a week. So she was testing to see if I was willing and obedient right. to do it. And I did it. So and if someone's not willing to do those basic things, then they're probably not willing to do the work because that's that's the easy part. Yeah, stand on your head, spit out wooden nickels. That's what they said at stagecoach. Stand on your head and spit out wooden nickels. I was like, what? But, you know, listen, when you are willing to go to any length. You'll do it. Then you start spitting out wooden nickels. (laughs) I learned how to stand on my head, too, people. I've got got pictures. I was standing on my head all over the world. Airport in Sedona. All over the world, taking pictures, Facebooking it. But, yeah, qualifying to see... Uh, are you really willing to go to any lengths to do this work? And then we find out, of course, that most people aren't, (laughs) right? Most aren't. Yeah, most aren't. Most people aren't. So I want to keep it real because how do I best make this book come to life for somebody? It's like, how do I express this book, translate the language so that they can understand. And I think one of the good things, too, is when we share our own story. Yeah, gives them hope. Yeah, and they can relate to, like what you said earlier about my story is really not that original. You know, ever, I, when I hear my, somebody else tell my story, I'm like, whoa, I can't mm-hmm. believe that person had the same feel, did the same things. Like, Man. are they from my family? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, what? I, it's always unbelievable when that happens. But when I'm able to connect with somebody, it's awesome. Yeah. And moving along with them through the through the book, and it's like, hmm, I want to stay in the book. I want to keep reading from the book, so that they want to keep reading through the book too. And what does it say? It's like, do you ever read a good book? Who's ever read a good book? Raise your hand out there on Facebook land and Zoom land, right? You, you read a good book. You want to keep reading the book, right? This is the book you can keep reading over and over mm-hmm. and hear new things and go all the time. Wow. It was like what Mike said this morning, you know, in that doctor's oh, opinion, right. he was like therapy. I have that underline. It's an explanation. You go to therapy and you might need therapy. I know I needed plenty of it mm-hmm. and years of it, but it was a good explanation for why I was acting the way, but recovery being recovered is a spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. That happens. 
And that's a spiritual experience when we're getting healed. It's like, take your suit. And I remember this guy, Tom McDermott. Oh, my God, what a trip at AA. Because you remember, you know when you were a kid and you're, they used to take castro oil. Is it castor oil? Oh, uh, castor, remember castor yeah, oil? Yeah, they make Ca- you. Castor oil. Honestly, right? Man. They would give you castor oil to, to make you better. Yeah. And he would do this whole thing with his mother and the castor oil. And he'd be like, oh, I'm not taking it. And now it's like, I want to take my medicine. <laughs> I want to take this medicine. I want to drink it up. <laughs> give me more, mom. Give me more. Because this stuff works, mm-hmm. this spiritual healing, you know, when you know what it is, it's like these words start coming alive. When you're reading a good book, you're like, it's a page turner. Whoa, what's happening here? What do we got? Just read the book together. So I don't want them to read it by themselves. We want to read together. Yeah. And we also like reading in groups. Yeah. We like reading in groups like the Alcoholics and God. They're reading a group. You're going line by line, asking a question. What's that mean? Why do they say that? You know, what is that? Oh, oh, I like what I'm reading in between the lines because a lot of stuff is happening in between the lines and knowing that when I open this book and it says Alcoholics Anonymous, thousands have recovered, whatever it says. From the beginning to page 84, I know I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. I know that something's going to happen. I'm not going to keep talking about every meeting. I want to drink. I want to drink. I want to drink. Who's had the thought of a drink today? I haven't had the thought of a drink today. Amen. I have not had the thought of a drink today. And I know people say, well, you know, if you're, if it, you, you said, we're alcoholics, we think about drinking. No, I am not thinking about drinking. Let me make that clear out there in Zoom land. And we have faced a lot of life situations. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not thinking about drinking. I might think about vaping <laughs> or, <laughs> or shopping or, or, or smoking, but I've not thought about drinking. So it's like, I, I want to keep giving whatever it is to God and know that that's why we have had a spiritual awakening. That's why we continue to carry. And it's like, huh. Um, and it goes on on page 14. It's one of my favorite lines. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work, and this is the tough one, and self-sacrifice for others. He could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. One of the guys from my morning meeting always references that line, and um, it's, it goes on to say, if he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die, and then faith would be dead indeed, and with us, it is just like that. And I really do believe that, too, which it's a reminder that I have to continue to do the work, continue to enlarge and perfect my spiritual life. And how do I do that? By reading the book, by taking others through the book, by continuing to do a, a 10 step and a, a, through prayer and meditation. And then I continue to grow and heal. Oh, yeah. What is it? Flourish, heal, and thrive. <laughs> We're finally like getting I just it. made up my own thing. What is it? Flourish, heal, and thrive. No, like no, it's. No, I messed it up. Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> heal, help, and hurry. <laughs> Well, you know, when you ask yourself questions like, how did you get 
sober, you know, you tell them exactly what happened to us. Yeah. You know, all I can tell you is what happened to me. I can't tell you anything else, right? This is my story. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. And then I came into <laughs> AA and they told me I had to start praying. I had to do this. And, but the big thing was I had to find a power greater than myself. I had to find a power greater than myself. And I did. And obviously you did because mm-hmm. we're still here. And then we heard when we first got in, because you feel like you're bo- you hear these things about, oh, I don't want to bother right. you. And right. I say you're helping me. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't want to bother you, Marlene. You know, Please get, bother me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I got to keep calling you. I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's like mop your floor, clean your windows. Right. Right. Keep, keep doing what you need to do just to get through the day yep. sober. So it's like, huh. And I like the other thing about letting the book, this book, do all the heavy lifting for us. This book does the heavy lifting when we allow it to do the heavy lifting. And we say, let's go to the book, just like you went to the book, page 14, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, page So 14. now I go to page 101. So I don't want to think that, oh, my God, I have to hide from alcohol for the rest of my life because we can't hide from alcohol. We live it's everywhere. Big, we live pretty big lives. Mm-hmm. I can't hide. I can't run. There's no running and hiding. And on page 101, it talks about the Eskimos showing up with a bottle of scotch, <laughs> a bottle of whiskey, and right. everything's, it's like, whoa, now yeah. what? So I like that um, it keeps us on track when I stay in the book. I stay in the book, and I'm able, and, and not that I can quote it because I can't, but um, I also feel like when we're, helping others through sponsorship or just doing a big book reading, whatever we do. Um, it is definitely a stepping stone, not just for them, but for us like this experience. That's why I recommend this experience for people. You should pick a sharing partner, Evan, and start doing this together (laughs) because it's like this big read through of, an experience, and it does really be truly become a spiritual gift. Yeah, absolutely, create your own group. Yeah, yeah. It's and and that's the thing about service, the love and the service, mm-hmm. is when Claude and I were talking about that. It's like, well, what do I do? What's my job? We already got a coffee maker for the group. We already have a chairperson for the group. You already have this. You already have that. And it's like. No, you can create your own job. <laughs> you can create these little jobs, especially now that Zoom's out there mm-hmm. and you need cameramen and you need all this stuff and, you know, you have to set things up and maybe the group's not that fancy, but there's always a job. And I was telling Claude today that it was so interesting at, at the Victor E group, there was a girl, Stephanie. I love mm-hmm. Stephanie. And um, she used to make the cards. She used to make the oh, coolest yeah, yeah. cards. For and the anniversaries. They, yeah. And then they became the anniversary card mm-hmm. for people so that you celebrate it. You know, wow, I got 30 days, 90 days. Whoa, that's a big deal for the newcomer. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. Then everybody would sign the card. And it would go around the room. And it was like, yeah, this is nice to know that people care enough to create a job to celebrate my sobriety. I'm like, Wow. Mm-hmm. But I also like that we stay in the book. Stay in the book. 
And when we get to 95 in the book and we continue to bring the book to life, one of the things that I like to say that we do is we're teaching people to fish. Yep. Well, did you ever go fishing on pods on a day? <laughs> right? You know how to fish. You're going to catch fish. You're going to bring fish home to eat. You're going to feed your family. So when we work with sponsees and we work with groups, then we can say, oh, you can go ahead. Start your own group. Start your own little group study. Yep. It's a nice thing for other people to pass the torch, pass the baton. Here, you take it. You go. You have fun. Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. All you need is the book. So that's a gift. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I can't tell you how many times we've done that. Yep. That's an awesome gift. <laughs> and it, it's funny when it talks about, you know, keeping energized and keeping, you know, keeping our finger on the pulse of AA, but there are times when we get tired, right, Marlene? Mm -hmm. It's like we are pushing, we are going, we are shoving, we are moving, and then it's all of a sudden Claude likes to say, oh, you hit the wall. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I do. And that's when it's great to know that you have a sponsee that can pick it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can call Bettina. You can call one of the girls and they come right in. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, thanks. Thanks. They're always thankful for the opportunity. It's like, oh, my God. Thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, wow, because they get an opportunity to serve. Step up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because after a while, sometimes it's nice to be able. And that's why we have these concepts and these traditions teaching us. Spirit of rotation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not the only one doing it. Everybody's a part of it. It's like, yeah, that's good. Teaching people to fish. (laughs) Um, Keeping the fire hot. Keep stoking it. You know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I like it when... uh, I I want people... and And we've talked about this so many times. To want this... I want you to want this, right? (laughs) As much as I do. Yeah. But a lot of times it doesn't work like that. Mm. But I keep trying to stoke the fire. I'm like, come on, come on, we're going all aboard. I'm just grateful I feel that way because most don't. I know. It's a gift from God. It is. It's a gift from God to be on fire with sobriety, to be stoked. and want to get others to do it too. Mm -hmm. Come on in. Join the party. Join the band. This will change your life. This is transforming. This is truly the joy. We talk about happy, joyous, and free. Getting to this point is the joy of mm-hmm. living. And it's like, wow. So I want other people to want this just like I want it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, come on, let's go. Yay. I feel like a lot of people cheat themselves because they don't experience this the way we do. Not They just... Either they don't know what they don't know or they don't make the time for it, you know? It's, it's cheating yourselves. This is the best part to, for me. It's the best part, hearing the message, it working is. with others. And they talk about that too. But that's, that's one of the important things is not just doing this, but all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You were talking about it this morning, living all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, (laughs) Not we're not not just two steppers here, you know, because that was a whole big thing too. Mm -hmm. It conversates about 
doing for admitting, hey, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. And yeah, then, yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then forgetting that there's so much other work to do. Two through 11. Bringing it all together. <laughs> yeah, two through 11. Let's not forget those steps. So it's like, you know, okay. So yeah. we want to make sure that we're covering all of our bases so that um, we're not just two-stepping it. No. But I also, like Marlene and I were talking about this book, when you look at the, when you look at the whole big, big book and you, you go through it and you start reading along, you know, you start with the prefaces and you take the walk and you say, hey, all right, you got day one. Good, Evan. Nice, man. You got sober on Zoom. You're getting sober. You're in the rooms. I see you. And you're qualifying to see how bad do they really, really want it? Are they willing to, what, what was it that Joyce made you do? Push a pencil across the street with my nose. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> yeah, or stand on your head and spit out with Nicole, That sounds way harder. So, but you can learn to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I found out you can learn to do it in AA. So, uh, but when we do that and we start reading through the book and we start translating, so mm-hmm. to speak, the Japanese, because we don't, we don't speak Japanese, but all of a sudden we start to get fluent in the book. And we start to realize, oh, and we start to know, we map it out. We know where it is. We want to get to step one. We want to read the doc. We want to read. We don't know. We agnostic. We don't know. What do I know? I know nothing, but I think I know everything. Yeah. And then finally, finally, we get to how it works. Step three. Right. And it says we've gotten to step three. Mm-hmm. Now it starts telling us here you are up. Oh, you're at step four. Yeah. It doesn't for one and two. It, it, it organically grows into it. It, <laughs> it organically grows into it. And I love that because yeah. it's like this mushroom. Now all of a sudden, wow, I've taken off. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is awesome. So it's, you don't even know that you're doing this. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I want to 100% admit that I'm an alcoholic and really know that. So it's like, okay, but you got to get to something greater than that because you're crazy, right? <laughs> and it's like, well, how do I do that? G-O-D or however you want to express G-O-D. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. And now I want to really offer myself up. And now this whole process starts to grow. And then it's, it's an organic process. And now that I'm into organic food, this is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And it just flows. It's like a river. Because mm. when you came here, you know, we're not a river. We are not a river. We're a jacked up dam. Yeah. Right? We are. It's true. You know, it's like, whoa. And now all of a sudden this water comes gushing out. Mm. And we are a river, you know. And I love the peace and the serenity and the, the God and the silence and all that comes from it. You know, it's like harmony. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, you know, that's where that forgive, heal and flourish comes in. That forgive, heal and flourish. You found it. Yeah. That's that, you know, it's right I have, here. I have it's heal, like, forgive and flourish. <laughs> and you know, when, when I am responsible to continue to do this, this is the foundation. Mm-hmm. This is the foundation of what we do. We are going out actively seeking to help others in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. Right away. With day right one. Away. Yeah. 
And I remember him saying that to me. A girl came in, and I only had two minutes. She came in. He said, you're her sponsor. <laughs> oh, my God, you're kidding. He goes, nope, I can't do that. And he goes, you know more than she does. And I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> but it is, just keep reading this book together. Keep reading this book. Get them in the book. Grab the book. The book will teach you, and you'll teach the book. And then it's like we, we see all this stuff in AA, right? We start to see what's going on, right, with people who don't have the same motives that we do. Mm-hmm. That's why qualifying is important. Yeah, because they might want five bucks. <laughs> they might want ten bucks. They want my, a new job. They might want a new man, a new whatever. You know, whatever it is. And that's another important thing. As Marlene and I work with women, we're hands down with the women. Mm-hmm. We, we are, stick with the women. Yeah, we're, we're all about the women, and we're not lesbians, okay? <laughs> okay, just saying, but we are all about the women, and it is really important to emphasize that, the mm-hmm. women with the women and the men with the men. And I know that there are exceptional cases, and yes, I do sponsor a gay man, but he's never going to fall in love with me. He's never... So it's really important because those things happen and we don't want to get confused with the message that we're bringing and giving and sharing. Mm -hmm. So it's important for me to have a communication with someone that I'm not going to be falling for, that I'm not going to fall in love with, that my mind is going to take me some other place. So the women with the women, but we, we have motives, right? When we come in Mm. and we, we don't even know it. I came for my drink and I had to stay for my thinking because my thinking screwed up. So I might need a new job. I might need a new husband. I might need more money. I might need new clothes. Uh, we've, we've seen it all. And it's like, whoa, now what? Now what? You know, I can't be paying everybody's rent. I can't be doing that. I have to make sure that this woman finds the hand of God. That God's in charge. Not Not you. me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to put more money on more money, more men on more men, Mm -hmm. more this on that, blah, blah. But if they find the hand of God, that's why I like those praying hands. That's like that heal, flourish, grow. Because when when you put somebody else's hand in God's hand and say, God will help you, they might think you're bananas, right? But I know when we go to God, God's crystal clear. Mm -hmm. God gives the answer. So it, it, and then that goes to, you know, when we burn the idea into the consciousness of every man, woman, that he can get well, regardless of anyone, the only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to find God. When we don't do this. Yeah. When we don't do this, there's God's not in it. It's like, if I'm not doing this with you, what are you doing? It's like, oh, OK. So I want to find God. And then we, we talk, Marlene, about, do you know what that means? My? You lost me. <sighs> so sorry. That's okay. She's falling asleep. She's tired. My dark past. Is my, in God's hands is my greatest asset. Yeah, Amen. sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's what happens, right? I love that. What, Makes we, sense of it all. And isn't it funny? That's how we relate to one another. Through our right. dark past. It's not through all the good stuff that's happened oh, to that us. tragic comedy. Yeah. It's like through the darkness. That's really how we became friends. Mm. It wasn't because we were so like, ah, yeah, nope. It was through the dark past. Mm-hmm. And, 
now that we've continued to to do this and to go here, um, but we know, we know because we've been doing it, we're recovered alcoholics and we work with a lot of women. They find, we find out they need this, that, or the other thing to stay sober. And what is that? I'm not going to say it here, but bull. Yeah. Right. We're both Tauruses. So we know that. <laughs> okay. We're bulls. <laughs> so we know all about that. When somebody says, oh, I got to have this. I got to mm-hmm. have that. All I need is this. If I only had that. And it's like, now we're not here for that lady. So, <laughs> and, and what do on, what do untreated alcoholics always do? Marlene they drink besides drinking. Right. They lie, cheat, and steal from you. Oh, we've had it all. We've seen it all. So it's like, yeah, so I want to make sure I'm working a program that includes a higher power that has good orderly direction, and the good orderly direction comes from the book. I want to make sure that I've had a spiritual awakening. Whatever, however you define that, everybody has their way walking in the room knowing oh my god finally <laughs> i found somebody that can lead me that can guide me that can direct me it's like wow and knowing that my dark past god's hands my yeah. greatest asset and you know it, it's funny because it's like when i get to 101 and i think well how do i know if i'm really spiritually fit you're getting along well with others and uh, you're undisturbed Right. That's when I know I'm in that sweet spot, that flow. Yeah. When I love everyone. Yeah. Even yeah. though you don't like them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I still, my, my heart has been, our hearts have been it's softened. softened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that's God. Mm. I know that's God. Cause I didn't like that person last week at the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my God, it's so, it's nice to see you. Really? Yeah, really. So. <laughs> When I become spiritually fit and I'm able to get along with others and feel undisturbed by what's going on, it's it's an awesome feeling. It's like, ah, thank you, God. And then... And that's ha- when we're most useful, I think. Yeah, that's when people want to come up to us and say, can you sponsor me? Can yeah. you take me through the book? <laughs> yeah. That's when they come... Yeah, oh, it's true. Yeah. They come flying to you. It's like, okay, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, God, for giving us opportunities. mm and then I, I like when we really find God and start depending on God. And we're like, oh, my God, how do I know I'm really f- depending on God, Marlene? H-U-L-P, you we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, honesty, uh, unselfishness. Is it honest? Is it honest? Is it unselfish? Is it loving? And is it pure? Right. Yeah. So that's a great That's a quick acronym. spot check. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. To know how am I how how do we know if we're really counting on God? Have I been honest? Mm-hmm. Have I been unselfish? We know when we're stingy, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't, and that's a problem, right? It takes but, time. It does. Yeah, it does. Especially if you're really selfish, which I was, and can be. Especially if we're stealing, right? Right. Yeah. From where we came from. Yeah. So I, I love, you know, that Dr. Bob, that absolute, the four absolute mm-hmm. tests as my goal to see. And then when we went to the meeting, he was like, well, can you do that for 24 hours? What? Try doing it for an hour. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Try doing it for an hour. And it's like, whoa, okay. So I want to be sure 
as a recovered alcoholic that my motives are pure. Mm -hmm. My motives are coming from an unselfish place Mm -hmm. that I am not out to get something from you except for this, Mm -hmm. this healing gift, because otherwise it's, it's, it's not healthy for me. I'm either God dependent, God fed lot, God led, or I'm relying on my own resources. And it's like, again, receiving marching orders. Yeah. Yep. Our, our job is to be of maximum, maximum maximum helpfulness to others. Never hesitate to go anywhere. If you can be helpful, you should not hesitate to visit the most sordid spot on earth on such an errand. I've been there. (laughs) Keep on the firing line of life with these motives and God will keep you unharmed. And that's been my experience. I've been in all kinds of sorted places. You guys, hey, listen, she came to Philly. She went to Kensington. She Woo! knows. So fire line, boom, 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 right? That was scary. When you're on the fire line, that means you got guns pointed at you. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Nobody wants to have a gun pointed at them. Mm. But it's saying we have to stay on the fire line. We've got to meet people where they are, not where we want them to be. They didn't just step out of Bergdorf Goodman's on Fifth Avenue. Okay? They're staying out of a hole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Whoa. How am I going to be affected? No, how can I help you? Amen. Because if I start doing that, then I'm not going to want to help. I don't, if I want to do God's work, I have to stay on the boom, 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 boom line. Mm-hmm. And I have to be spiritual. We both have to know that this is what we got to do. This is the calling. Mm. The this application. Is the, yeah. Applying it, living it, loving it, going, okay. And knowing that my... Dark past... In God's hands, it's my greatest asset. <laughs> That's a great way to wrap it. It is a great way to you wrap know, it. It's a great way to wrap it. That our dark past has become truly our greatest asset ever. Nothing that we would have ever thought would have mm. happened. And here we sit with in, with you guys in this beautiful. There's not one woman in here tonight. Mm. Megan. Chelsea, where are you? It's Marlene and I. We're holding our own. We're holding our own, people. Through God and AA. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'd say it was great again, but apparently I wore that one out, so it was was fantastic. Thank you. So can we um, thank these ladies one more time, please? So next, I'm going to call up the secretary, who happens to be Joseph, not to be confused with, with Joke Joseph, but Secretary Joseph. So we're going to have a secretary. Yes, you have. Hello, everyone. I am Secretary Joseph at your service and happy to be here. All right. Um, in keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, not by Fresca, declining outside <laughs> contributions. The baskets are going around. Um, also, never forget, um, you have the ability to give online, aa.org, or your pop in uh, your local intergroup website into the Google, you, and then you follow the links there. You have the ability to give online because uh, of Ms. Vid, and everything's going on, as you all know. And so, yeah, we have the ability to give to the, this amazing program, that has been freely so given to us from your couch, which is lovely. All right. Um, at this time, I've asked the beautiful and majestic uh, Chris to come up and read the recovered statement. Uh, thank you. 
Recovered. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm a recovered alcoholic. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. Page 23. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Thank you, Chris. 1940-style big book sponsorship from the forward of the second edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75-plus percent success rate. Um, All right. Um, Speaking of a success rate, let's see um, a show of hands of all you recovered alcoholics here in the room in Zoom land. Thank you. Uh, and um, anyone that is in need of a sponsor, please raise your hand here in Zoom land. And all you recovered alcoholics, if you, uh, please reach out to those you see your, whose hands happen to be raised and help uh, bring these folks back to God. Please. Um, we have another meeting, and it's on Monday nights, Big Book Study Meeting, where the Big Book comes alive. 6.30... Fellowship is at 6.30, pop in there in Zoom land, um, say, hey, hey, how you doing to one another, and get, re- get buckle your seatbelts, folks, because this meeting starts at 7.15, and it's a doozy. <laughs> and we're going through uh, to the employers. It's actually a very nice, refreshing, kind of interesting spin on things, and you, I guarantee you'll get something out of it. All right. Um, we have CDs, mugs, large print, big books, little red books, and big book dictionaries for sale at your local intergroup site. Pop over there um, and pick some of those up to help improve your sponsorship skills and contribute to AA. We meet every Thursday. Thank you, and I'm out. (laughs) Thank you, Joe, once again. So we have tonight's session on Facebook. If you weren't able to watch it tonight, you can go home on Facebook and watch it later. You can watch it tomorrow. You can watch it next week. You can watch it at your leisure. There, it's, uh, you can also listen to it while you're on the way to work tomorrow on the podcast. It's online for free at alcoholicsandgod.org. Like I said, it's on Facebook. Um, I'd like to invite everyone to our Monday night big book study. He introduced it better than anyone. I, I would like to say everyone see everyone there. It's a doozy, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone who wants to thank tonight's speaker can't line up down the center aisle, but you can come up to them, you can message them, you can thank them any way you please, and we're going to, well, real quick, actually, um, these women have two weeks left, one, one, they have one session left, okay, so uh, after that, we're going to have our spring steers, we're going to have Claude J, who's here tonight, and um, he's going to be leading us through 12 steps in 12 weeks through the spring, through March, through June, bring us right in the summer, so... If you guys are all interested in that, that's that's up next. And I think we're about done. We're going to close with the Lord's Prayer. Everyone wants to follow my lead.
Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Come
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. See the light. 
song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye. I think you know this one, don't you?
Sim.